time my life is still Trying to get up that great big hill of hope For a destination I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis Out of time. 
time in the land if you look then you will find me in the arch of time when you fail I will kill you I'll be waiting in the arch of time Yeah, I have a question. Okay. So, it's been five years, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So, when are you girls gonna get a life? Uh, well, well, um, I. This is our life. Okay. What was up with that crazy equation? Yeah. What? Lord Fowl's equation. What's up with that? You mean. Ten times a hundred years ago? No, not no, that equation. equation. If you look at the staff of law, it'll take them seven times six years. years plus, plus seven years. That they cannot hope and then three years of despair of the land. But if they get it within five minutes, then only five years of despair and hopelessness? No, it was more something like, okay, wait, if they if they don't get the staff of law, Lord Fowl's gonna totally take over in seven years. But if they do get the staff of law, Lord Fowl will take over in six times seven plus seven years, which equals 49. And then there was something else about um, if Thomas Covenant didn't get the message to the council, then all the human beings would be dead in under 10 seasons, and if there were four seasons per year, that would be about two and a half years. Heather, god so, damn! Yeah, I know. She's <laughs> so, cruising now. Okay, so... Well, what was up with that? Why, yeah. why did he just be like, listen, 50 years, or 7 years, you know, two, okay, or listen. everybody will be dead. Option A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. I want you to... You know, you should have delivered the message to the council members. <laughs> you remember it? Every goddamn bit of it. Yeah. I still thought we had 23,646 years. <laughs> no. But you can't think of a simple way to explain it. In fact, she used more words than Lord Fowl did. Look, I would. If I was Lord Fowl, I'd be like, listen, if you don't get the staff of law seven years until I take over, if you do get it 50 years until I take over, and if you don't deliver the message, then everybody's dead. Get it? Go. 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 And who's going to believe you when you do that? I mean, 
here's this young woman telling us all the world's going to end. And no, 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 no. Over years, you know. If you listen to my sentence, I said, if I was Lord Fowl. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah. now Lord Fowl okay. is this cute chick, and um, he's saying, oh, um, I'm going to be Lord Fowl in seven years. People, wait, can, we, um, can we focus? Can we, can we focus? Yeah, yeah. What was we really have a question. Crazy. Okay, so wait a minute. So my so my question is, but like, they're screwed. They're screwed either way. Yeah. So why was it, are they screwed in seven years, or they're screwed in 49 years? Like, yeah. Why? 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 Lord Fowl wants them to believe that they're going to lose. Because people who believe that they're going to lose are much more likely to lose than people who believe that they're going to win. So he's giving this big, important sounding prophecy, uh -huh. and he's giving it to somebody who resembles an ancient hero of the land, Barakaf. Which is very clever. Who happens to have a special ring that uh -huh. nobody else in the land has. Mm -hmm. And he delivers this message, and the whole point is so that people will believe it. Is Lord Falls Bane Thomas Covenant? Oh, that's good, Julie. Thanks. Yeah. You know, what's particularly good about that question is it's, it's syntactically correct. Well, I was going to give you bonus points for that. It's true. But what's really good about that question is that I didn't make up the title to this book. Did Lord Fowl make it up? No, it was even worse than that. It was my editor. And I, I, I have no idea what Lord Fowl's Bane actually means. Only your editor knows? Can we maybe call him? Well, he's been dead for some time, so it's going to be oh. a long-distance call. Oh, we have to get out the Ouija board! But, um, yeah, sure, you can call him. Now, I can guess what the title might mean, but... Oh, then what's your guess? What's your guess? Yeah. Well, my guess is that Lord Fowl's Bane is Thomas Covenant, exactly as you said. Because wow. if you simply read enough of these books, which is actually, you know, you know quite a few, um, Eventually, Thomas Covenant gets to kick some ass. Nice! Finally! Yeah, about time. God. Why did Thomas Covenant rape Lena? Yeah. The hot teenage chick. Like, what were you? What was up with that? Waiting to the real issues, Heather. Thanks, Julie. Okay, the real issues. Uh-huh. Why is it the real issues always involve sex? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but they just do. Yes, well, and since I'm here this morning after last night, I guess I can't very well argue. <laughs> um, because he's overwhelmed by the return of a life which he thought he had lost forever. With the leprosy, the nerves die, he loses his virility, he is no longer able to have sex, he is no longer able to permit himself to experience pleasure, and then he comes to the land and suddenly... Oh, he eats those Eliantia berries! And Hurtlow. And like flowers blooming in the spring, everything that he thought he had lost forever mm -hmm. comes flooding back into it. And he thinks it's a dream. So you don't have to be worried about the moral consequences of what you do, because after all, none of it's real anyways. But meanwhile, he feels so damn good. And she's a hot chick. What do you expect? What do people do in their dreams? Okay, but wait. Wait. Well, sometimes. I have a question. Oh, what was okay. the original title of the book if it wasn't Lord Fowl's Bane? Was it like kind of like Lord Fowl's Pad? Lord Fowl's House? Lord Fowl's 
really irritated at someone in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Lord Fowl and his friends. Lord Fowl and his friends. <laughs> novels are like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't possibly believe <laughs> that that was an adequate answer. Yeah. Why would you name one of your characters Sore Anal? For real, H. For real. <laughs> oh my, I remember it vividly. I had the most terrible case of hemorrhoids. <laughs> um, now listen, all seriousness aside, mm -hmm. it never occurred to me that somebody was going to pronounce it that way. Well, how did you pronounce Sorinal. it? Sorinal. Sorinal. Oh. Sorinal. Oh. I tend to put the accent on the first syllable. You know, it's so Sorinal. good you didn't name your children like that, like, you know, Sorinal, because you got to think of those things before you send a kid to grade school. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's because true. my dad pointed out that um, Shiloh Pitt is a really horrible name because they'll just be calling her a pile of shit. <laughs> they didn't think of that? Yeah. Well, how do they know that they had to find them in a certain order? Like, how do they know that they have to do that? Well, that's one of the things that they learned when they slowly translated the first one, as they figured out one of the things. What it meant, one of the things it told them was, hey, there are seven, and they're hidden, and you've got to find them in the right order because you have to build this information in sequence or else it becomes either destructive or meaningless. So the very first ward lays all those rules out for them so they know what they're trying to accomplish in the future. Why would they even blow up the land then? Didn't Kevin blow up the land or something? That's right. And Aren't they pissed at him? Don't they hate him for that? I think they grieve for him. Grieve for him? For blowing up the land and leaving him with these, like, wards that they have planned in a certain order and stuff? I'd be pissed. But try to imagine how bad a good man would have to feel before he did something like that. Well, didn't he also Kevin say this was to die at the... Spawning of the he got house. tricked into that, and that was one of the reasons he felt so bad. Wait a minute, wait. So Kevin was like kind of depressed, and he did a ritual that actually blew up the land, and they feel sorry for him? He did what he did because he thought it would kill Lord Fowl, and because he was feeling despair himself. Well, I have a question. Why, why doesn't the Creator help them? The Creator can't help them. Well then, what, what kind of creator is he? He's well, an unjust creator! Is he like, like a 
front end creator? Like, you just can't really do anything? Then why is he calling himself the creator? It's like this. When you create something mm -hmm. living, something within its own life and its own integrity. Like a child? Let's say, for instance, a child. Okay. You have to let that child, that living thing, grow up and find its own path. Oh! If you don't, then you corrupt the life of that child. Now, if you don't, they just end up resenting you in college anyway. That's yeah. right, and they're in therapy, and then there's all these extra bills, and life gets to be very difficult for everybody. Okay. Um, but isn't like Lord Fowl like lice on your child? Like if your child had lice, wouldn't you try to wash it away? Well, you have to understand that we're talking about a metaphorical child here, not a literal one. But if if, if the it, land is a child and Lord Fowl is like the lice on your child, I mean, if you don't do anything, isn't that like neglect? Can't you get busted by that? Yeah. Now you see, here's the thing. This child has grown up to the point where he's capable of getting rid of his own lice. So the Urfiles and the Cave Whites, like, they were bad, but were they really that bad? They were just kind of these sentient beings on the land, and they were just, I mean, were they born bad, or did society make them that way? Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you should put it that way. Did society make them that way? In a manner of speaking, yes. They are artificial beings. They were manufactured. They but they're were not still born. alive, right? That's correct. So are you saying if something was born, then they're just not as good? No, I'm saying they were manufactured by a preceding race that had plans for them. Um, so, okay, but, so were they born bad, or did society make them that way? I'm saying the people who created them manufactured them, manufactured them in a way that causes them to behave in evil ways primarily, except for those few genetic anomalies, the way in him, oh. who look at the world in exactly the opposite way that the Urfiles do. The way in him were good guys? Yes, they, they preserved those way meats, they took care of travelers, oh. they were... Okay, well I have a question about them. Why were they so hung? For real, H. Well... They stood erect! So do I, and nobody ever calls me high. <laughs> okay, so in that scene where all the wraiths were dancing around, was that like their mating ritual? Like, why was that so important? Well, because it's the dance of the celebration of spring. This is a world in which life treasures life. The religion of these people of the of these people, the people in the land, is the nurturance of the land. They care about everything in the world they're living in, and so they have to do something about that. In the case of the race, they express their energy, their love, and their lack of truly effective hairstyling by, by dancing. I have a question. Why was it just so easy for them to grab the Staff of Law at the very end of the book? Because yeah. it seems like it's all this build-up, and then the last ten pages, they're just like, YOINK! 
And that was that. And like, Drew didn't even hardly put up a fight. They're just like, I think Prothal took the Staff of Blood. He's like, ow, my eye. And he's like, really just, you know, weak and lame. Dotardish and frail. If frail was part of being a dotard, I don't know. But at any rate, it was just really easy to get the Staff of Blood. Why? You know, I think you should have to wear this hat. I think you're not. I think you're evading the question. <laughs> has been making corrupt use of the staff of law, which is supposed to be an instrument for good, for a very long time now. And he's got the Iller Stone, which is inherently evil and destructive. He is weak. He has been. He's being eaten alive from the inside by all the evil in which he's reveled, and... Okay, so Prothon could totally take him then. Absolutely! That's a fight I'd like to just see, like, for a really long time, but... If it was that easy, though, why didn't they just, like, basically go right up to the front door, knock, 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 Drew Lancer is like, we'll take that, yoink, you know, 49 years or 50 years or whatever. Listen, you Lord could, You could have Fowl, probably eliminated, you know, 200 pages. <laughs> Lord like Fowl wants the Lords to get the Staff of Law. Oh. Why? Because the more power they have and the bigger the battle becomes, the greater the danger to the Arch of Time. Oh, okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, why, yeah. why not just give them the Staff of Law? Why give it to Drew? Because then there it? isn't a fight. Lord Fowl needs to give them the Staff of Law under conditions that produce battle and lead to war. Otherwise, they're not generating all the power that will oh. turn out to be destructive. Right, so, so, of oh. course, first of all, Drool has to have all <clears throat> these guards inside the White Warrens. You know, he's got these things of magic that he's built. If you walk into it, it shatters the bridge and you fall into the chasm. You know, he's got all these traps set up. Mm -hmm. All these ways to try to make it so that the lords really have to struggle to get the Staff of Law, so then they believe they're doing something good for themselves, right. where actually they're falling straight into the trap that Lord Fowl's been setting up for them from the beginning. So is Thomas kind of trying to be a good guy by saying, I'm not going to use my ring? At that stage of the story, Covenant truly is only trying to be good to himself. Yeah, because he, he's a whiny bitch, remember? Yes. Yeah. I, he's a whiny bitch, remember? Um, <laughs> now, he's starting to learn how to care about other people, but he doesn't know what, what to do about it And yet. by other people, do you mean himself? No, I mean the other people in the land. He's starting to learn to care. Oh, who's he care about? He's starting to look... What part of... Started. <laughs> did you not understand? Um, we ha he hasn't actually got there yet, so, oh, okay. so there isn't a particular person. If you were to happen to read the next book, you would find out who it is he really starts to care about. So, why does Thomas Covenant believe that his leprosy life is the real life and the land life is the fake life? Why couldn't it be the other way around? Well, look at it this way. If you believe that the land life is the real life, and the leprosy life is the fake life, well, the leprosy and life you're wrong, so then the real, what turns out to be the real life kills you. But if you believe that the, the, the life of being a leper is the real life, and the life in the land is a fantasy, 
and you're wrong, only good things can happen. You get to live in a fantasy, you get to be cured of leprosy, everything is sunshine and roses. Yeah. So, of the two possible ways to oh. look at it, one is much more dangerous than the other. To go and believe that the land is real and that the life he had before is fake and taking the risk that he's wrong is much more dangerous than doing it the other way around. But he sort of believes it because at the very end of the book he felt happiness even from his hospital bed that, that everything had worked out for the Lord's. That's because he's starting to care. We talked about that. But, but if he doesn't think it's real, then why would he care about these figments of imagination? He's starting to think it's real. No, he's starting to care. It's not the same thing. One of the things that these books are about is how not just the importance of something, but the re very reality of something is a quality that we give to it. It is not inherent in the experiences themselves. Life matters. The people that we love matter. What's happening matters because we are there caring, not because it's inherently any different for one person or for another, or more important or less important. What's the important thing that's going on in Lord Fowles Bay is that Thomas Covenant is starting to care. And the more he cares, the less it matters whether it's real or not. So is that the moral of this book? That's the moral which is starting to evolve in this book. Oh my god. Really, I can't believe I've been reading Lord Fowles Bay for like the last five years. I know, Julie. It's kind of like being in college. But the only subject was Lord Fowles Bane. Wow, I wish we had a diploma or something. I know. Well, actually, girls, I've worked something, a little something out for you. <gasps> really? Oh my god! Wow! Yes, it's wow! True. Look at that. Special graduation oh caps. Be sure to put them on, right? Oh, that's It's going great. to be special music. I feel like Remember, we're going to have special music, but that's not all. We also have an engraved <gasps> official diploma for you oh my god. from oh my god. the university which grants such diplomas. That's awesome! Is the learning annex? That's right. And it says Certificate of Completion. This certificate is awarded to Heatherly and Julie for the reading and understanding of, but not the hat word, of Lord Fowles Bane one time. Oh my god, wow. that's so cool! Yes. I can't believe and it. Many and in honor of the occasion, I am going to turn more tasks. Yay! Because <sighs> that means you can sit at the big girls' table now. Oh, that's a memory! Heatherly, this is like the greatest day of my life! Mine too! Well, yes. Yeah! Oh! <laughs>
Thanks for watching. Bye. Oh my god. I know. That's